pretty cool because what Regina did this morning lines right up with what God wants me to minister about today. So we hadn't talked about anything about what I'm supposed to go over, but it's pretty cool when God brings everything together and we don't have a clue. One thing we need to learn is, you know, a lot of times when God does stuff, we, we don't even suspect what's going on, and that's the best place for us to be. Because I can put a rattle in a crowbar if I think I know what's fixing to happen. I'll, I'll get it working the way it needs to be, you know, and mess everything up. But just letting God do what he's going to do is, is really a cool way to go. Uh, the first song this morning, you know, when we get to heaven, we're all looking forward to getting to heaven. But there's a lot of work we've got to do here Amen. before we can cut a trail. And, and this morning, that's kind of what I want to go over, is some of the things that we've got to do. If y'all would, turn in uh, your Bibles to Matthew eleven twenty-eight, and that's where we're going to get started at. I guess today's message is going to be about exposing yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, hanging out there in that right stirrup when you rope a calf, when you know you can wreck yourself. I mean, you're exposed. You, you're going for it, you know? I mean, but it's what you've got to do to win. Uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, when you, when you read that, you're thinking, all right, man, things are going to be pretty cool from here on out. Everything's going to be easy and light. Jesus was under constant persecution his entire life. He would do things that people thought were phenomenal. But then you've got the religious crowd that just wanted to kill him. So, you know, if he tells us here, all you who labor, that means you're out there doing something. You're heavy laden because you have burdens. And he'll give us rest while we're doing all these things. He says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. He's out there working, doing God's will his entire life. And a lot of times we sit back and, and we just... We don't think about that. We don't think about the hardships that will come from following Jesus. You know, a lot of times we just we want to be a Christian and everything be easy and come easy. And, man, I'm right up here on top of the list with that deal. You know, it wouldn't bother me if it happened that way at all. But that's not it. We have a tremendous amount of work that we have to do. We have to get out there, and we have to be ready and willing to do the work of God. Just like the people that came up for prayer this morning. They had needs. They were willing to step out. They don't care. I don't care what their problem was, but they came up looking for something from God to where if anybody was around saying, well, what are they going up there for? It doesn't matter. They stepped out. They did something. And that's what we're called to do. Step out and do something. Um, over in uh, Matthew 10, 34, you know, Jesus said... Do not think that I come to bring peace on this earth. I don't come to bring peace but a sword. If he came and brought a sword, and then we're supposed to uh, do exactly what Jesus did, 
We've got to be ready to step out there with a sword. You don't, you don't get armor from God. You don't get anything, you know, your... Uh, you don't get prepared for battle and then just go sit at the house, I guess is what I'm trying to say. If you're prepared for battle, if you've gotten out there and everything that you need to do is given to you and you go home and sit there, I mean, like my daddy used to say, it's kind of like having hen manure on a pump handle. It ain't good for nothing. So, I mean, that's kind of what we're going to be, you know, good for nothing. We got all this stuff. We ain't going to do a dadgum thing with it. And... uh there were there several years ago, a friend of mine called me up and he said, man, I got a horse for you. I'm thinking, okay, I like the guy, you know, and I've never seen him ride anything bad. So I met him at uh, San Antonio Rodeo, picked a horse up and went home, and a buddy of mine rode him, and I just got looking at him, and I'm like, nah, I'm not going to keep this horse. And he said, well, go ahead and ride him anyway. You know, you're going to have him for two weeks, you might as well use him to practice horse. That made good sense to me. I don't have to pay for him, and I got something to practice on. First deer I run, that son of a gun swallowed his head, and I don't remember much after that <laughs> until I wound up on the ground. And I'm going to tell y'all what, I, this fat kid made a heck of a big hole in that ground. <laughs> Man, I was busted up. <laughs> it took me a while to get up off the ground. And old Caleb Mitchell, buddy of mine, he's, he's concerned about me, you know. And once he found out I ain't dead, man, he went to busting out laughing. He said, man, that was good watching, you know. But here I am. Later on, when I get healed up from it, I go back to roping. But I went back to roping, and I went back to entering. I didn't compete. I safetyed up. In the back of my mind, I knew what I had gone out there and done and how I'd exposed myself. And, man, right when I hung out in that stirrup and stood up to rope, that son of a gun got me. So I'm thinking, if I monkey up from now on, I'll be safe which is a lie because if something's going to happen, it's going to happen. It don't matter if you hung out there or you're not. So might as well hang out there. Expose yourself. Get out there where you can do some good. I didn't do myself any good. I didn't do my finances any good. I let all my partners down because they thought I was out there to win. I'm out there just trying to stay in the middle of my horse. <laughs> you know, we do that a lot of times in our Christian life. We'll have, you know, you're sitting here, I don't know, I guess, you know, kind of like, you know, you got your devotional book, and you say the Lord's Prayer every day sometimes, and then God's looking down at you, like, what are you doing? Well, man, I'm here. Clay O told me a long time ago when he got saved, he didn't want anybody to know it, so he was a secret agent Christian. <laughs> that ain't going to do anybody any good. We got to get out there and start doing some good in this world. You know, if you take your kids and they want to get in any kind of sporting event, uh, academics, anything, and you put them out there, and they're there and they don't do anything, you know, you're like, what's the deal? Well, I got my uniform on. I'm out here on the field. I'm not going to do anything, but I'm out here. Nobody's going to be drawn to that. So why in our life as Christians do we get out there, we, we get the word in us, and then we just sit around like a... Log up under a bump. You know, it's not doing anybody any good. We are not called and we are not designed to fill ourselves up and then not give it out to anybody. Amen. We just, you cannot live like that. I mean, we're, we're just useless if we do that. You know, uh, 
like I said, you know, Jesus was in pretty hostile territory all the time and with the religious people seeking to kill him. I want to go over to the book of James. I kind of like hanging out there because if I get off track, I can get to reading that thing. It doesn't take long to get lined back up. I'm not going to say that I do it, but at least I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And that's being a doer of the word. Like I said, if we just sit here and we're not doers, we ain't doing any good. And before I get into that, let me, uh, I'm not talking about you've got to go out and stand on the street corners and minister to everyone you see. If you're called to be an intercessor, then intercede. You know, don't just sit there and go, I know I ought to pray for that fella, but dang gun smoke's coming on, you know. I ain't seen that episode but ten times and I need to see it again. You know, there's always things that you can come up with. You know, people with, with chronic injuries, uh, they get to hurting so much for so long, they go to getting in depression. Just putting a smile on their faces getting out there, you know. We, we don't realize those things, but, but they're struggling. They're trying to get ahead in life and, and just saying a kind word to somebody, being out there, being a doer, just doing something means a, a world to them you may not think it's much but they are out there they're out there as much as they can be so you know never look down on anybody for what they're doing and also try not to compare yourself well I'm not doing this oh so-and-so's over there reaching the lost preaching to a thousand people and all I'm doing is sitting here scooping poop all day long you know just <clears throat> be where you're at but be out there don't be complacent in the book of James, it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only. What's going to happen? You're deceiving yourself. Oh, I'm sorry. James uh, 122. I knew where I was at. Doesn't happen very often. I was proud of myself. But it says, Be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. If you come to church every Sunday and sit here and listen and listen and listen and go home, think you got it going on you're deceiving yourself I ain't saying that the word is right there because you're being a hearer only and not a doer you're not putting together what God has given you to go do he said for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself he goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was but he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer but a doer of the work okay get that the doer of the work you gotta work you can't just sit back this one will be blessed in all that he does if you're looking to be blessed in your life get out and do what you're supposed to do God did not call us to be a welfare society he called us to be providers for the lost, providers for the needy, providers for anyone that had any need for anything, so long as it lines up with God's word. Uh, you know, we're supposed to lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which can save our souls. So let's give that out to everyone. Let their souls be saved. Let their mind, their will, and their emotions be content and focused on God to where that is our desire. You know, Rusty and I have known each other for quite a long time. And I guarantee you, when he was going to the pros, 
he didn't just go tie one calf every two or three months and then enter. He's out there roping, tying, got them tied to the post, running out there, flanking them some bucks, stringing them day after day after day. Why? Because he wants to live in victory. He don't want to be added money. So now in his life, I mean, he, he's past that. He's trained some pretty dang good rope horses. But in his daily life, he's in the Word. He's looking. He's seeking to do what God wants him to do. He's practicing. His practice ethics have not subsided. They've changed course. But he's still practicing, and that's what we've got to do. We've got to get out there. You know, we stay at home, we practice, and then we get out there. If it's to pray for someone, if it's to get out in front of somebody, it doesn't matter. It's whatever it is that God's calling you to do, go do it. I was in San Antonio ah, last week, I think it was, sitting there in the doc's office, and, man, everybody was acting like a bunch of chronics in that son of a gun. <laughs> and there's one man in there, I mean, he was lighting everybody up like a cheap cigar. And, I'm, and I know in my spirit, there, this man's got some issues going on. So I know I'm supposed to pray for him. And I'd like to tell you everything got better then, but it, it didn't. <clears throat> so there's a whole bunch of folks in there, about half of me, we got in church today. And this guy's, I mean, chewing on everybody. So I get up, and he's sitting there. Sir, can I pray for you? I ain't going to tell you what he told me. But it boiled down to not only no, but heck no. I mean, he was ragging on me, everything wrong, and, and this and that. And I said, well, have a blessed day. And I walked off. I'm not going to quit going and praying for somebody that I believe needs some prayer. Whether they receive it or not, I did what I was supposed to do. I got up. Was I offended? No, I actually wasn't. Did I care about the people in the room looking at me like a bug in a jar? Didn't bother me none. I was on a mission. I'm doing what God tells me to do. So it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. We've we got to quit thinking, oh, I don't want somebody looking at me thinking, you know, odd of you or something because you're trying to do the will of God. If you stay focused and do that, everything will turn out great. You take the people that do a lot of good in this world, there's... Tons of folks trying to bring them down just because they can't raise up to the level that one person is. They want to bring them down to where they are, and that shouldn't be. It's a hard way to go, and then you get to thinking, well, I don't need to do this. I don't need to be over here. I don't need to go there. That's a lie from the pit of hell come to keep you from your destiny. You know, once again in James on uh, chapter 2, verse 14, he said, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? That's a pretty hard question you're going to have to ask yourself. If you're not out there doing what you're supposed to be doing, can your faith alone save you if you're just sitting at the house? He says, Thus also faith by itself does not, that does not have works is dead. So my faith is dead, according to the word of God, if I don't put any works to it and get out there and try to go forward and prove myself and improve everybody in their situations around me. Uh, and we go on through the book of James. I mean, just like I said, I, I enjoy reading this book because it, it gives me so much to think about. You know, God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble. 
Know the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. A lot of things that we have to do to keep in our mind, to keep going forth, to stay on the right track. This world will bring you down and stomp a mud hole in you every chance they get. So don't let it bother you. If you got a mud hole, throw a seed in that son of a bucket. It's going to dry up and grow here in a little bit. So, I mean, why not stay there? Just, but be a doer of the word. I mean, let's go back to Matthew 10, verse 16. Gosh, I hope I got that right. Yeah. It says, Behold, I send you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. Well, right there we know what we got to do. Therefore, be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. But beware of men, for they will deliver you up to councils and scourge you in their synagogues. You get around a lot of religious people and you start doing what God has called you to do, they're going to turn on you like a snake because they're not doing what they're called to do. So they want to bite at you, they want to bring you down, and they want to cripple you. Get away from that. I mean, we're supposed to be light to the world, and if the religious people don't want to have something to do with you, cut a trail. I mean, go where you're going to do some good. If, if all there is is backbiting and people just chewing on you and, and not... Well, don't do that. I don't believe this. I don't believe that. I don't care what you believe. The Lord my God said it's true. There's a lot of things in the Bible I didn't believe when I started out. So he took the time to show me. Lots of time. <laughs> it was a drag, I'll guarantee you that. So, you know, we're, we're here to fight. Paul says to fight the good fight of faith. He didn't say sit the good sit of sit. You know? So we're supposed to get up. We're supposed to fight. We're told to put on the whole armor of God. We're never told to take it off. Once you've got on that armor of God, you're ready for battle. You have what you need. Don't take it off and then get out there in the world and goof off or stay home. Keep going. Keep fighting. Do what is required of you to reach that crown to be where God has predestined you to be in your life. I heard a preacher say one time that was it a little old jackpot. He said, well, I'm going to tell y'all. He said, everybody here is chosen by God to go out and do great things. That ain't what the word said. He said, many are called, but few are chosen. So let's be the chosen one. I mean, there's a ton of folks out there called. Let's, let's line up with the word of God and be who God is has chosen to do his work and his will in this world. And if we go to Isaiah 40, 13, I hope I can find it because a bunch of my tabs are gone. Yep, here we go. Anybody know what page it's on? You can holler up any time. 632, thanks. I was back in the book of 1400, you know? Yep. I'm getting there. I got Psalms and then I got Ecclesiastes. I know we're missing something in the middle here. Yeah. Oh, well. 
I'm there. Close, anyway. Should have marked this stuff before I started out, huh? And when God gives it to you, kind of at the end, you just kind of roll with it. Isaiah 40, 31. It's talking about waiting on the Lord. It's not talking about the wait to where you sit and wait for him to do something. That wait right there means to serve the Lord God Almighty. You know, why? He said, you, you, they, excuse me. Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. You need strength for battle. They shall mount up, on, mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. We wait on the Lord. We serve him. We do what we're supposed to do. He will strengthen us for the battle ahead. He will strengthen us for what we have to do. We cannot do this alone. I mean, I've stepped out there before and thought, man, I got this covered, God. <laughs> Step back and watch this. He just laughed and laughed. <laughs> well, I got through falling on my face several times. He said, you want to do it my way? Yeah, why not? You know, what the heck? <laughs> you know, we don't want to be like in Revelation when Jesus is talking to the churches. You did this, this, and this right, but I got this against you. And you did some other things over here, but I've got this against you. And the one that sticks out to me the most is the church of Laodicea. You're neither hot nor cold, so I will spew you out of my mouth. Man, that breaks my heart to think that I am in the Lord God Almighty where I need to be, and I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, so he's going to spit me out. That's not a very comforting thought. It'll kind of sober you up a little bit. I mean, Jesus spits a bit on you. You're, you're in bad shape. So let's line up with the word. Let's do what we're supposed to do. Let's stay in touch with God. Keep him in our hearts and in our minds and in our prayers. Study the word of God each and every day. Line up and do what we're supposed to do. Expose ourselves. Get out there. If someone doesn't like it, so what? If you do something that's wrong and you thought it was God, you fall down, learn from your mistakes, get up and try it again. I mean, ain't going to kill you. Well, some things might, but we won't go there on them. And... I guess the only other thing I got really that's on my heart is uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's see. It'll be like a fat kid going through a barbed wire fence. One more point and I'll be through here. It said, you are all sons of the light. Excuse me, 5-5. Five, five. said, you are all sons of the light and sons of the day. We are not of the night or not of darkness. So right there, we know what we are. We're called of God. We're light. God set the moon and the stars and the heavens and the sun. He set the sun up there to shine, and when the moon's in right alignment with it, you've got plenty of light. Jesus is the sun. We're like the moon. When he's shining on us, when we're aligned up like we're supposed to be, we can put out a ton of light. But if we're not, then we're not doing what we're called to do. But Jesus said that we, you know, Paul said that we are the light. He said, therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And for those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate 
of faith and love and the helmet of hope and salvation. Nowhere does it say again to take it off. He said, but for God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we, will, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. When you see your brother or sister going through some hard times, and they're not out there doing what they're supposed to do, don't dog them, comfort them, lift them up. There's going to be times in your life that you needed help, and there's going to be more to come. So don't be out there judging them, saying, well, you should do this, this, and this, and you're sick because of this. Lift them up, pray for them, edify them. Do everything that, that Jesus did. He said, and we urge you, brethren, to recognize those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourself. That was a little old commercial from Mike there. You know, he's out there. He's our pastor. He's teaching us what to do. And we need to go forward. We need to lift him up so he can go out and do what he needs to do. Just like he, we come in here and we feed off the word of God that he gives us. Let's lift him up to where he's not completely drained. Let's edify him. Let's, man, be his cheerleader. He needs the help. He needs all the help he can get, not because he's weak or feeble or anything. He needs the help because that's what God has called us to do, to help one another, to lift him up. He said, now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly, comfort the faint-hearted, uphold the weak, and be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always pursue what is good, both for yourselves and for all. A person that loves himself is not going to seek out to destroy everything that he's got going on. They're going to try to stay on the right track and keep building themselves up, and that's what we're supposed to do to, our, to people out there in the world. Whether they're brothers and sisters in the Lord or don't know God from anything, we're to be out there to, to be the light Pursue what is good for them and pursue what is good for ourselves. He said, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophecies, test all things and hold fast to what is good, and abstain from every form of evil. You know, the deal, test all things. Hold fast to what is good. We hear a lot out there in the world. We hear a lot in the church. If, if you're not sure about what you were told, seek it out in the Word. You know, you're not going to get... One thing I really don't like is people will say, well, you're not supposed to do that. It's in the Bible. You're not supposed to do this. It's in the Bible. Everything that God told us, he backs up two or three times. Don't go to nitpicking scriptures to fit your whiny attitude to dog somebody else. Get in there, look it up, and find out what it means when it said that. You know, where it says to resist the devil and he will flee. Well, that's all I got to do is stand there, resist the devil, and everything's going to be good. What about the part of draw nearer to me and I'll draw nearer to you? You know, quit picking out things that make us feel good for the moment and search for the truth. 
so that we can go forward and do what God has called us to do. Stay out there. I just want to lift every one of y'all up today and ask that whatever you do in whatever situation you're in, quit being comfortable. Step out. Do something for somebody somewhere. I don't care if it's praying for them. I don't care if it's smiling at somebody. There you go. <laughs> but get out there and go. We cannot sit at home. We can't sit in our comfort zone and do what we think is good for us. Because once we do what is good for us, that's all we've done. We're not a doer of the word. we got to be like a, an old cistern that leaks like a sieve. we got to fill up and then pour that stuff out on a lost and dying world and help everyone out there that needs to be watered with the true, with the true water. You know, the word of God, the spirit. If people reject you, that's their problem. Keep going. Do not weaken. And uh, that's pretty much what God laid on my heart this morning. So I appreciate y'all sticking with me. And uh, I guess we'll call the, the, the prayer counselors back up. Anyone else that needs prayer for anything, you're, you're more than welcome to come up. Maybe Rusty can make it up here. He's moving kind of slow this morning. <laughs> I'm glad you showed up. I get to pick on you a little bit. <laughs> but admonish your brothers and your sister. Give a kind smile to somebody who looks like they might need it. Step out and pray for someone. If you're an admin, um, if you call to pray for people, pray for them. Don't just pass it off and say, well, I'll do it later. Do something. Don't just sit there. I've heard that growing up my whole life. Do something. Don't just sit there, boy. So anyway, I just want to encourage y'all on that. And if you got places to go, cut a trail. Thank you for coming. Bye-bye.